everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Jackie Reed. I'm Joy Ann Reed. It's so good to see it's you. so good to see you, cousin Jackie. Tis tears in my eyes. <laughs> it's so good to see you. Oh, it's good to be seen. What a journey. What a journey, yeah. So I was talking about you on Joiner. Oh. When I did my segment, I was like, so there have been all these rumors <laughs> about my cousin, Joanne Reed. And I said, let me clear some things up. She does not have Ebola. Yeah. She has not been fired by NBC <laughs> or MSNBC. I said she had a little bit of a health issue. And she is in recovery mode. Yes. And she will be back on air this weekend. Yes. And it's funny because, you know, I've been talking, you know, I've been talking to you. I've been talking to a lot of friends about kind of, you know, what to say coming back. Like how much to say. I even asked my agent. I'm like, how much should I say? And he was even like, no, you should talk about it. You absolutely should talk about it because you can help other people. Right. With it. So are you ready? Does it feel uncomfortable to talk about it? No. And I'm going to talk about this weekend. I'm actually going to use this as an opportunity on the show to talk about healthcare because, of course, now I've had a nice close up look at healthcare. And I know when you've had issues in the past, like you see healthcare up close when you have to use it, the rest of the time you don't think about it. Mm -mm. Right. And so basically what happened was I was on set on the 19th um, of uh, October doing my show like normal, got toward the end of the show, um, did my obituary, um, a little piece for Elijah Cummings. And right before before I did the obituary, which was right at the end. You know, and I knew Elijah Cummings enough. Jason and I both knew him enough that, you know, I was very friendly with him. So I was really down about him passing away. It just seemed so sudden. So I wrote this obituary for him. It was very personal. And I didn't want, and I had had this weird, like, dry cough where I was just coughing. And sometimes on set, I would just start coughing. And I'm like, I didn't want that to happen in the middle of this obit. I wanted to get through it and be like, no coughing. So I, you know, called Hank, who you know, who is my major domo. He's like my producer and sidekick. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, Hank, bring me DayQuil. So I I take the DayQuil. This is like probably like 15 minutes before the end of the show. I down a bunch of DayQuil on an empty stomach, having had about three hours of sleep. Which DayQuil has that ingredient in it that kind of gives you caffeine or energy. It gives you this sudden energy boost. So I, I, and I didn't measure it. I just poured a little bit in a cup and drank it on an empty stomach. All I had his coffee that morning with my espresso shot and the usual thing because I don't as you know I don't sleep uh, I don't eat well. Yeah. Uh, I kind of drive myself a lot, and I've been very tired. I hadn't been sleeping. I've been traveling a ton. Yeah. So my immune system was like, you know, I didn't have a good immune system at that moment. Your, the day your, well. your immune system was like, my, <laughs> it was like I quit. Yeah, I it, quit. It, it quit on me. It quit on me. So I get to the end of the show. I mean, I get to the end. I do the I do the obit. We go to break, and I'm like, great. I got through it. I didn't cough. And I'm like, let me just check Twitter, because I always do that after I do a segment. I'm just, let me look at Twitter and just see what the reaction is. I pick up my phone, and then I remember thinking to myself, I thought I picked up my phone. Where's my phone? I turn around, and my phone falls on the ground. It was in my hand, and it just fell on the ground. Oh. And all of a sudden, I couldn't feel my hand. I'm like, why don't I feel my arm in my hand? Like, where is my arm? Oh, and I'm Jesus. just thinking this in my head. Now, keep in mind, we're tick, tick, ticky to come back from break. Right. I'm on set. I'm supposed to come back from break. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, now my lip is tingling. My teeth are tingling on the left side. I'd had weird things happen physically before. I mean, you've been to the little internal ER where I've had, like, weird attacks, you know. So I'm like, am I having another weird attack or something? What is happening? And this is all just happening in my head. And then it's 30 seconds to coming back. I turn and look at the stage manager, Joe, and I wanted to say to him, I don't think I can do the segment because I really don't feel right. But nothing would come out. Like, I'm trying to talk to him, and I'm like, 
How come the words in my mind won't come out of my mouth? What I can't talk? What oh is gosh. happening? So I'm trying to articulate. I'm like, ah, ah, and I'm trying to talk. He starts giggling because I'm always joking. I am forever joking. Like, I'm the jokiest person. I'm the wackiest, probably, person they have working here. So you never know if I'm being serious or not. Yeah. And I'm trying to tell him, no, something's really wrong. So Rich, who is the stage manager, his wife had had an issue very similar happen to her. So he immediately recognized something's really, really wrong. So he rushes over to me as I'm pulling with my right hand. I pulled my earpiece literally out of my ear. And I'm, I'm getting up because I'm like, I am not coming back from break feeling like this because something is definitely not right. So I get, start to get up and probably would have fell on the ground if Rich hadn't literally physically caught me. Hank, the major double, comes running across the studio I don't come back from break. Now, so for the audience, that's why there's been a little conspiracy. Right. I never came back. Right. But the it was the end of the show. So that they they literally just went to the next show. And it wasn't my friend Alex Witt, who's my partner. You know, we do almost a little post it's show. It's like a toss from your show yeah. to her show. Because we're really pals. I mean, she was literally the first person I ever went on TV with at MSNBC. So yeah. we're really tight. We've been tight since the day I ever walked in here in 2010. So she wasn't there. So the new... You know, the person filling in for her, we don't know each other. So she probably didn't even think anything was strange about me just leaving the set rather than doing the toss. They probably just told her, go ahead and start your show. So she did. So for the audience, it was just like nothing had happened. But for me, I'm like, I'm dying. I was like, something's really wrong. And I get uh, to the end, and the only thing I finally was able to spit out was 911. I'm like, I need to go to the ER now. Because oh I just knew, you know, I'm obviously a little, I'm also a little paranoid, which is good this time. That's good. Because I'm always, if I feel some strange thing happens, I'm like, I want to see a doctor. Like, I'm very much like that. I'm not one of those people who will just try to sleep it off. I want to see a doctor. So I was like, 911. They walk me downstairs, um, Rich and Hank. The ambulance is there in four minutes. By the time the ambulance came, it was over. Like, I was back to normal. I could feel my hand. I could feel my arm. Um, my heart was beating like crazy. I felt like I was almost having a heart attack because I was so stressed out. I was having a panic attack, basically. But I, the tingling was gone. I was back to normal, except my speech was super slurred. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if I had a stroke. That's, like, the first thing I'm thinking. I'm like, because that's what a stroke to me sounds like when I've heard a description of it. Um, and my husband's um, grandfather had had one years ago. And I remember going to see him. Um, and but but the difference is he was like seventy something years old, mm. and I'm like not seventy something years old. Right. Um, but I remember one time I went to go see him before he had a major stroke, and he was telling me his symptoms, which were similar, like tingling and weirdness, and my, my his vision was blurred. And I was like, you know, Mr. Gordon, are you sure you're not having a stroke? I remember saying that to him. Ugh. So I'm like, I don't. And he said, I don't know. My doctor sent me home, and they said I was okay. And I'm like, mm. and then a few days later, he had a massive stroke. So I didn't want to play with it. So I was like, let me go in and see what's wrong with me. Yeah. So I get to the hospital, get to the ER. I'm in the ER at New York Presbyterian, which is an awesome hospital. God really, bless them all. Really the best. Awesome. Because at first they asked me where I wanted to go. And they were like, we're from New York Presbyterian. We're not going to tell you where to go, but we know our hospital is the best. It so is. I was like, let's go to your hospital. If you're in New York, that's where you want to go. That's where you want to go. So it was, I mean, thank God for them. I get there. They start pumping blood out of me, right? They take like 18,000 vials of blood, um, start doing EKGs, doing all the stuff, and, you know, crash cart. It was like the movie, it was like ER. Um, <laughs> and um, and it's like embarrassing, you know, because like a couple of people are like, are you on TV? And I was like, God, oh, I hate that in a hospital. In a hospital. And I'm like, oh God. If you work on a hospital staff. Yeah, oh, it wasn't the staff. Oh, okay. It I was, was patients. That no, it wasn't happened the staff. to me. I had staff people. 
eventually started, staff people on. said things, but the, it took a long time before they said anything. Yeah. It was really other patients, yeah. you know, and I'm like, shouldn't you be paying attention to your mama? She yeah. laying there laid up. Maybe you should turn back to her. Uh, but there were people who right. were very nice. But people, you know, so people are now recognizing. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. They take all this blood. They come back and they say, well, you definitely had a blood clot in your brain because here's oh a picture God. of it. Boom. They show me the picture. I'm like, so oh. So an embolism. An embolism right in my head. And I'm like, uh, where'd that come from? And they're like, well, we need to figure it out. You're going to have to do a whole lot of tests. And by the way, you also have whooping cough. I'm like, whooping cough. So they cough. admitted you. They admitted me. Yeah. And I and that's what so then I'm like, that's what the cough was. But here's the thing. I was dying I was um what do you call it? Vaccinated for whooping cough as a kid. Right. And I've had booster shots. I'm like, how do I how could I in the modern I got era? It too. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed until I talked to you about it and you told me you had had it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know in the modern era anybody got whooping cough. Never, I did not know. I thought it was eradicated like polio. So I'm like, how? Pertussis. Pertussis. Yep. So I tested positive for pertussis. Luckily, negative for anything in my heart, anything in my lungs. So it's like a mystery embolism from God knows where. They still don't know. They still don't know. So it was terrifying. It was like a near-death experience because, you know, when it's happening, it's like you're outside your body. And I'm thinking, this is happening to my body, but I can't connect with my body. I can't communicate with my body, but I know it's happening because it's like I'm watching it happen. It was terrifying. I mean, it truly was the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me. It was terrifying for all of us. <laughs> and then for the poor viewers, I just didn't show up the next day, didn't show up the following weekend. I know. And the conspiracy theories began. She got Ebola. She got Ebola. <laughs> you know that they, they, they done locked her in the basement they done of MSNBC. Up. 100%. They done done something to it because I know that I don't trust those people. They did something to my mm-hmm. joy. Where is, where is my joy? Even friends would text me and say, okay, I know you. I finally tweeted out, I'm, you know, I'm in sick bay. Like, Try to be fun with it. You so didn't that, want to talk about this at first? You were hesitant well, at first to... I was hesitant to because first I was still in the hospital. So yeah. the first weekend, I was in the hospital that until it's that Monday. It's a very private thing. It's very private. Yeah. It's like I don't want people like on the street. But at the same time, I had to inform my whole team, inform the whole staff because I wanted to make sure no one else got um, whooping, cough. whooping cough. So yeah. I'm like, I have to let everybody know, every guest that had been on, the crew, everything. So we started informing everybody to make sure everybody was clear. Um, but so that's the only thing that we did was I didn't, but I didn't want the rest of it to be, you know, a big thing yeah. uh, on social media. So I tweeted out, I'm just sick. You know, it's all good. Girl, people started texting me. Okay. I know you tweeted out that you're sick, but you can tell me the truth. Did they really do something to you? <gasps> What's going on? What's really going on? <laughs> so I had like 40 something texts like that where people were like, tell me the truth. Like you, you know, you can, Come you can on, level girl. with me, girl. I know that. <laughs> it's we, just us. You know how the man is. What, what did they do to you? What did they do? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sick. <laughs> This was just, it was too much. It was stressful. And so now everybody was stressed out. So all my friends, you guys were all stressed out. out. My family, poor Jason was just like beside himself. He hauled ass and drove up here because he was in Maryland when this all happened. So he was feeling terrible. He's like, I wasn't even there. And I'm like, you live in Maryland. Like you're not supposed to have been there. You don't (laughs) live in New York. Don't worry about it. But he was like, I can't believe this happened. I wasn't even there. Mm. You know, so, yeah. But I mean, but I got a lot of free dinners. And like, people like sending me flowers, and I like, got a lot of love. It was and great. And now you're changing your whole routine. My whole routine, uh, new diet. Because not sleeping is a big issue. Not sleeping is a big issue. So, so long story short, when I went to my n- wonderful neurologist, I love him. He's, uh, you know, God bless him. Um, he went. He went through my. He's like, bring everything that you're taking. So I brought my big bag of supplements from my crazy diet that I was on. Oh my god. And he was like, 
throw, throw all that, that away. away. <laughs> I told you. You did. You did. He was like, throw all that in the garbage. Crash diets are the worst. It's the worst. They're and he was worst. like, how much do you sleep? I told him he was appalled. <laughs> and um, he was like, download this sleep Because it's app. like two, three hours. Two, three hours a night. And he's like, well, you, you're taking 10 years off your life. Uh, so you have to sleep. Hello. Um, he's like, how much water do you drink? He was appalled. By the every answer I gave, he was appalled. He was like increasingly appalled. It's like a, I drink like a bottle cap yeah. of water a yeah. day. And he was like, all that is wrong. Don't do any of that anymore. Change everything. He's like, get, he has me on the Mediterranean diet. He's like, you have to sleep. He's like, you know, get CBD pills. So I'm doing all the stuff he said. And I feel a lot better. I've actually yeah. lost weight. Uh, I'm doing intermittent fasting, Mediterranean diet. You look well rested. I'm very well rested. I was bored. I hate being off. You know, I'm type A. I hate. I wanted you to take another week. Well, baby, it's like every as soon as I left, all the crazy Trump stuff started happening. It's like all the impeachments accelerated. All still the good be there news. when you come back. I do. All the good news. Is but this, I, mm, mm. it'll it'll still be. It'll keep. You see, as it, they say as it'll I'm, keep. I'm drinking. I'm gonna post this on Instagram. I'm drinking my impeachment tea. Impeachment tea. I love that. So it's so peach can, and mint. Peach and mint. It's tasty. Okay. Sister. Well, I'm glad that you are on the mend. Yes. I'm glad you are going. Well, I wanted you to have another week, but you do look like you are well rested. Yes. So you do have my blessing. I know you didn't realize that it was necessary for you to return. I know. Let's see. Well, but by the way, just for those of you who listen to the podcast, Jackie is also in charge of my schedule along with Hank, Jason, and there's an entire crew and, went, and my daughter. Your daughter. And so they have been... Uh, confiscated. My phone has been confiscated on various occasions. Mm-hmm. I have been forced to sit down and watch, which is why I'm actually almost caught up with Orange is the New Black. I've been, been watching. I've been binge watching. I've been watching lots of shows. Um, I've been climbing the walls. Wanted to go back to work, but oh Jackie God. wouldn't let me. But now I, I, I was permitted to come back. So I'm happy to be back this week. Paid to stay home. I can't believe I know. it. The and things that you could get done. That I could have All the little side hustle things you got going on no, that you could be getting right. done. And, and, I, and I have to do a book chapter, but I literally was climbing the walls. Like, no, I really don't like being home. No, you didn't need to be home. working on that book because no, that's I stressful. Know. And I didn't do that. I didn't do much on that. But but I we have to talk about the other new thing. Since I came back, you look different, my sister. Girl, meet Bibbity. Bibbity is my working. Yes. Loving her. Bibbity is a fabulous thing. A new addition to my life. And it's a very different look because every Ever since I have known you, Jackie Reed, straight, short, straight, short hair. That right. was your look when you were on BET. That was your look before CNN, I knew you. That yep. was your look. Everything. This is a whole different look. It's so glamorous. I love it so much. What's it is so much doing fun. This? Well, okay. So I've been talking about going natural for three years. Yes. And I could never figure out the right time to do it or the way to do it. Yeah. So I finally figured out, okay, if I get a wig, then you don't have to see me. And you know this, when you're going natural, there's this whole, what's my curl pattern going to be like? What products am I going to use? So you look different every day and it can be stressful. Mm -hmm. I did not want to do that and do a television show every day. Yeah. I wanted a look that was consistent and that I didn't have to worry about that looked good. Yeah. So I said, let me get a wig. Yes. So um, Giselle, our, our our shared hair diva, yes, who was amazing. She was like, I got you. Let me make a little wig for you. Okay. So I was like, okay. So I was going to do it the first of the year. I was going to wait yeah. for January 2020. But yeah. once she brought the wig in, I was like, oh, put it on me. I love this. And everybody in the room, Angie, who yeah. does my hair every yep. day, was like, you need to just wear this on air tomorrow. And I was like, really? Yeah. Because I was still trying to figure out what am I going to do with my hair underneath. Right. And I still didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I did a post on social media with a hat on because I've been wearing all these hats. Yeah. Because I've been wearing, growing my hair out. Right. It was like a hot mess. <laughs> and everybody, some people were saying, listen, I was planning to do the big chop. Yeah. People were like, you don't have to do that. 
You could cornrow your hair. That is right. You could do straw curls. You could do all the... I was like, oh, okay. Because it's, it's dramatic. It is a big I wasn't hinge. ready for a big job. Yeah. So what I did was, I was going to get cornrows, but I didn't do that. I ended up washing and just plaiting my hair in little Miss Seeley plaits, <laughs> like from the color purple. <laughs> so beneath this... <laughs> under this wig are a lot of little plaits. Yeah. Um, so that I don't have to do anything to my hair. Okay. I can just let it rest. Because my hair, every three years I go through this period of over being overprocessed. Yep. My hair is coming out. This is happening. It was just drama and it stresses me out because yeah. you know, black women, our hair is our crown. Yep. We love our hair, right? Yep. yep. So I was like, let me do this. When I tell you, since People A have heard that I was going natural, mm-hmm. and B saw me in this wig. Yes, the on love, Instagram, by the on way. On Instagram, the love that I have been getting. Yes, and if you follow me on Instagram, I'm like documenting the whole situation, the whole thing, except for what's going on underneath this wig. You ain't ready to yeah, see yeah, that yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Can't they see can't everything. have everything. Not yet. But it is. Well, first of all, I love it. It's very cute. It's yeah, very glamorous. You. It's very cute. So, is this the look that you're going to grow your hair into? Is that I, the idea that when I you take it off, your hair so. will be basically like right this? now? I love this, yeah. but the reason why I call this wig Bibbity is because I'm going to have three. Bobbity and Boo. Bobbity and Boo yeah. are coming. Yeah. So I know Boo is going to be have color and a little different. Okay. I think uh, Bobbity is going to be a little shorter. Okay. Or more natural. Yeah. Like this is like a straw it's set like kind of thing. Yeah. But since I, since I had this, Giselle was like, listen... When your curls stretch out, just wet it. So I sprayed. This became more natural than it was. Right, right. This is like real natural yeah, hair. Yeah. So I'm like learning, like I'm getting on the job training. But is it is it human hair or it's is human it synthetic? Hair. Oh, it's, it's human hair. Synth- it's cute. This is human hair. So as I wet it, right. it like the uh, what do, what do um, people in natural hair call, call it after your your hair the shrinkage. Yeah, the shrinkage is real. The shrinkage is real because my hair is much bigger than this. Right, and I was gonna cut it. Yeah, but after I sprayed it with water, after yeah. a couple of days, it, it started shrinking. And we were like, you know what? Let's not cut it. Yeah, just leave Let's it. Let's just leave it. And what I love about it is that it's it's a style that you can do like a, a little unruly. You can yeah. do it different styles. You can move it around. You can. You can. It's very cute. And she got a little part. In she it, got girl. a little part. I, I like Bibbity. I love I love Bibbity. But the fun thing about it was, so there was a story about Bibbity <laughs> and about your hair change in Essence Magazine. Well, on online. Essence.com. On Essence.com. And it was weird. It was very strange. Because it was sort of built off your Instagram. It was built off the Instagram and the quotes. And the, there were, were quotes from in it. Instagram. And it looked like you had done an interview, but you didn't. I did not. It was literally pulled. And this is one of those sort of artifacts of the modern era, right? Where yeah. you can create a whole story with quotes because the quotes are from Instagram and the right. pictures are from Instagram. Right. That was weird. It was weird, but I, I have to say, and they were talking about somebody who kind of jokingly challenged me and said, I bet you're going to go back to straight hair. And I was like, deal. Bet yeah. is on. So the story was, Jackie Reed made this bet about her hair. I was like, what? <laughs> Out of the thousands of comments. Out of the thousands that of came, comments. But, I, you know, to their credit, as, as the editor who did that story reached out and she was like, well, we would actually love to interview you. Because yeah. I tweeted, I was like, hey, I was available for an interview yeah, for this yeah, if yeah. you actually want to talk to so me. So I'm looking forward to seeing the actual story. Because, yeah, it, it would too. be, I think the story, because so many women, and I can tell you for the first time ever, you and I both went to Curl Fest, yeah. where we learned that this new law in New York and California, and California yeah. that makes it illegal to fire somebody or discipline them based Based on having natural hair, because black right. people, you know, in, I 
I'm old enough to remember being told by an, an employment agency back when those existed, back in the 90s, when I had my hair braided in, in very neat, very beautiful braids, like I have braids now, that the look was not professional. Yeah. And remember leaving that employment agency because I'm like, I'm not going to change my hair yeah. for a job interview. Right. But was told that's an unprofessional looking style. Oh. I remember stories about people getting fired as airline stewardesses. Even to this day, kids to in this school day. being sent home, yes. being expelled over here. And even at NABJ, the National Association of Black Journalists, back in the day, used to tell us, those of us that were on TV, you cannot have natural so hair. you must do your hair. So now, but now what we're seeing, especially, you know, guests that we have on uh, on my show, a lot more women with natural hair. I mean, Kareen yeah. uh, Jean-Pierre has this beautiful, gorgeous, Love natural, her. curly hair. Like, there are lots of people who are actually doing that now. Yeah, so, so many. it's a big deal. So and I think a lot of women are struggling with how do I transition? Because the transition is real. Because I'm transitioning Child. to my natural hair, too. Yes. Which is why I have the braids in, because I don't want to put relaxer anymore. Yeah. But I was like, I need a transitional style while I'm also trying to go to natural. I'm loving the braids. The braids are my transitional style. Yeah, and it. when I take them out, I don't want to relax my hair. I'm not so doing it. So what products, because this is human hair, so you still have to put products in I it, I still right? have to put products. So what I, you know what's funny? This company that's vegan, yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody suggested them. They're called Rucker Roots. Vegan Sexy Cool? I know, Vegan Sexy um, they somebody suggested you should try Rucker Roots. Okay. Um, two sisters that mm-hmm. have a line of natural hair care products, yeah. and so they saw that because they added them when they said this message. So they sent me products. Okay. I did my first unboxing online yes. with, with their products. And I've been using their products on my natural hair, on right. my actual hair. On your hair. But not on Bibbity. Okay. But Bibbity, I keep forgetting. So I'm learning about the whole wig thing right. in addition yeah. to learning about my natural hair. Bibbity is like, girl, what's going what on? What about me? <coughs> we dry, we, we dry. something. We dry. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So book. I haven't put those products on my wig yet, but I'm gonna start my Angie. Yeah. In the hair and makeup room where I work, was like, listen. You gotta start putting gotta those put products on your hair. If it was synthetic, you wouldn't have to, and actually, it would be bad to put all that oil because right. it would weigh it down and change it. But this, but I with can. this hair, you have to put something on. Because I can wash this. Yeah. And, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna have to start doing. Because it's so funny the the sisters in this building who have natural hair, girl. Let me tell you, they have caught me in elevators. Conversations have been happening. Yes. Do this, do that. If you need something, what you doing? Then yes. I've gotten so much wonderful advice. Yes. From black women. I yeah. mean. It, I, I'm overwhelmed and so and just filled with such gratitude because it's like they are holding my hand through this journey and I'm actually and God forgive me I'm forget her name but I'll tell you next week I have a meeting next week with a sister out of Philly who has a holistic hair salon I think I told you about her okay um, who does uh, Quest Love's hair she does um, Ava DuVernay's hair right she does Janet Jackson's hair when she does you know braids and things like that she does Layla Hathaway's hair mm-hmm. so as I get ready for the Golden Globes red carpet yeah I'm like what am I gonna do with my hair once I hit the red carpet and so I'm meeting with her on Monday okay and we're gonna talk about now, is underneath or the boo gonna go or is Bibbidi gonna see go? I don't know okay I don't know if I'm gonna do braids yeah and do some kind of yes. updo or yes. something or if I'm gonna just wear a wig I don't know because by then I will have some growth with my right with right. my hair right right and, and so you we'll can figure see it out. and then we had Kenya Moore on the TV show who's gonna be back on the Housewives of Atlanta she was on our show this week. And so she saw my hair for the first time this way because we, you know, we know each other. And she was like, oh, my God, I love your hair. So pretty. Yeah. I said, girl's wig. She was like, what are you doing with your natural hair? And I was right. like, well, I'm trying to grow it out, blah, blah, blah. She was like, you need my product. She has a, 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 
line of hair care products. Okay. She said your hair will grow like wildfire if you use these Write products. Write the down the name of the product. Let me please. tell you. <laughs> What's the name of her product? I don't know the name. Text it to but me. But I'll find out because her hairstylist was like, just call me. I'll hook you up. So I'll make sure that you get I some too. I need a too. copy of that. Right. Because once, I'm in the same boat, that once yeah. my, my hair grows a lot when I have it braided. So it's right. growing. To the point where I actually have to get it redone. Right. But then you, I want my hair to grow, like, consistently and pretty quickly because yeah. I want my hair to be like that. Like, like this. This yeah. is where I'm going, yeah. I think, but I don't know. But she says it'll grow inches by inches by what? inches very fast. Write it down. So we'll, we'll get to some of that. But I'm very happy with Bibbity. I love it. We it's love it's her. a it's a process. I'm learning so much, but I'm having fun. Yeah, it's because fun. black women have just embraced me through this journey. 100%. It, that that has made the difference. Yeah, and I and because and you know, as you say, black women for our hair is our crown. But for some of us, our hair has been our stress. Like for most of my life, yes. my hair was, a, was my yes. stressor hey. because you know my mother was not a hair person, so I never oh, knew what to do with my hair. Child. And I used to go to the lady who used to hot comb my hair, or my yes. mother would hot comb yes. it. So I was yes. going through the, 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 the torture of hot oh combing. Don't take me back. Girl, and then when I finally started relaxing it, getting the burns, the little, you know, when they wouldn't relax your hair right, you yes. get the little burns. The little the little red little white pup little burns, oh. just all the different hell I've gone through with my hair and hating my hair. And then a perm too soon. I Getting gotta a relax it too oh, soon. Oh, see, I, I did mine very much later, yeah. but it never got them done right really yeah. until much. So I could never find the right person to do my hair, so I was yeah. getting bad perms. Oh. So I've always just struggled with my hair. So I love the idea of being able to just wear it natural. Yeah. Because the easiest point of least resistance is to embrace your own natural hair, it, yes. which we've never been encouraged which to do as black and women. And now it is like, and I tell you, I do have to say this. For the longest time, I felt like when it came to natural hair, what I wanted was this curl pattern that's, I don't know the curl patterns yet, but like Cree Summer. Right. You know what I right. mean? That loose, yes, yes. you know, kind of yeah. kind of curl. Yeah. But now I'm loving curl patterns or just like hair that is what it is. That is what Not it is. Not manipulating the yes. hair, but just like I'm leaning into because you see it more. Yeah. And I'm appreciating it more. Yeah. And I'm loving that. And you can combine color. You know, short so or long, you can. There's so much we can do with our hair, and it's funny because the first thing that uh, when you're around, like especially in college, you're around white people, really kind of for the first time as I was, yeah. uh, you know, in in that close proximity all yeah. the time. First thing you do is try to touch your hair, which is like, please stop doing that. Um, but then the second thing is like, oh my god, your hair can do all these things. And as somebody who did not appreciate my hair, I'm like, I hadn't really. They're like, your hair can do anything, right? And it's true, our hair, but we do abuse it. We do abuse it, especially those of us in the industry. Oh, my God. Or it gets abused or, on, on, as we were just, you know, as yeah. we're going to talk about with our guests. Oh, I yeah. have to take that part out. But anyway, yes, we love your hair. Your yeah. hair looks amazing. Thank you. Your hair looks good. Bibbity. Bibbity. Bobbity and Boo. Bibbity, Bobbity and Boo. So let's talk about The Walking Dead. Let's talk about The Walking Dead. Yes. Yes. Let's. Because we're still dealing with the whispers. Negan is still the fuck alive. Yeah, he's still alive. I'm so and irritated. probably gonna be free and loose and on the on his own, isn't it? He's, he's, well, he he somebody let him out of prison, yeah. so he's running around on his own. In the last episode, we saw that, but we also know he's about to be captured by the whispers. Yes, but there are theories out there. Okay, that whoever let him go, there's a theory that Carol let him go. Oh, to because get him she captured. said him to get him captured because. Evil meets evil. He understands yes. Alpha right. and Beta in the way that they think, in a sense. Yeah, because he's right? evil too. And he he's had his evil, own crazy little, crazy little cult movement. Cult. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So they do. So we're thinking, or people are saying that, because I thought it was Daryl, but then people are saying it was Carol who let him loose. That would make sense. And so now he's out there, and he talked. He had this whole monologue where he's not going to kill again, and 
He's different. I'm so tired of that. Kill but him, then we please. saw him kill somebody at the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm ready for him to die. I'm just ready for him to die. I can't with I can't. I mean, I love the show. I still I'm back loving the show again. I'm enjoying. I think the whispers are brilliant. Villains. Fascinating, right? Fascinating. I love the whole storyline. I think they're Alpha. That's my girl. I love that She's character. Played so well. So brilliant. I love it. But he got to go. It, now that we have the whispers, we don't need Negan anymore. We don't. But I will say this because The Walking Dead tweeted out after the last episode. Remember when you all used to hate Negan as if to suggest that we, that we love don't? him now? And I tweeted a picture of Glenn and Abraham. Exactly. And I said, we still don't like him. Let's not get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. He may be necessary yes. to take down the whispers. He killed But he Glenn still belongs behind bars. And I do not forgive him. Correct. And, and he just... No, we, we we no, we'll never forgive him. Sorry, no, ever. never, ever, ever. He will never be a good guy. I can't, but I'm. I, but I I'm am back into the show. Very entertained. And I'm sorry, I don't want to skip Dead. too fast past The Walking Dead. But can I just tell you that this week I finally did get to taste that damn Popeyes chicken sandwich. I, I know I went off my diet meat. to eat just half of the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Why? Because the first time that this thing happened, this did whole phenomenon. I had FOMO because it's like I never could get one. I wasn't about to stand in a two-hour line to get one. How I did you get the, one? The, so, of course, um, the daughter. You sent your child? No, no he, I didn't send them. Oh, actually, no, it was my son. It was it was Jamar. Um, the middle the middle guy was like <laughs> out, and he was like, I'm stopping by Popeye's. Would either of you guys like me to bring you a sandwich? And I was like, you know what? I bet you it's not even going to be good because after all that hype and everything like that, it's probably going to be super disappointing. But I was like, yeah, why not? So he brought the sandwich home. I didn't want the whole thing because I was like, I didn't want to ingest that much fat and you know disgustingness. So soon after being so soon after being hospitalized, I, I was like, you know, you. but I just want to taste it just to see what the hype was all about. Yeah, it was all right. And and the thing that is so it's funny, like the McRib. It's something that just has all this hype. It's all the hype. It's supposed to be all that, but I mean, how good is it? But you have people stabbing each other to get one. The fight. Robbing stores, getting in fights. It's like people, it really isn't that great to be killing each other and robbing people. Come on. It isn't. I mean, and the thing about it that I thought was so brilliant by Popeyes was that they hyped it up so much that even me, somebody who has no interest in eating Got that it. food, was like, I do want to try it. And when I and it was and during the whole first wave of the excitement over the Popeyes chicken sandwich, I was annoyed. I was like, all y'all do is make chicken. How do you run out of chicken? Chicken is all you do. It's not like you are a burger place that I ran out of chicken. I think they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, it's like how do you run out of the main thing you make, which is chicken. If you a chicken place that run out of chicken, do something else. Make, you know, egg sandwiches or something else. If you're a chicken place, the one thing you should never run out of, chicken. So I was annoyed. But I was like, you know what, let me just try it. You know, it was anxiety. I hope it ends. I hope that whole phenomenon ends because it's not even really good enough to be, like, starting fights. No, it is not. It's stupid. I can't. You know how I feel about I don't know. The chickens, chicken, the chickens have a life. I do wonder what chickens would do if they weren't being eaten, because I'm not sure what they actually would. What is their bird life going to be like if they're not food? Well, they would just exist. They would, they would have children. They would exist with their other hen friends. Listen, they said their other hen, their other hen friends. I love that Jackie Reed imagines chickens and cows having this full life. I think they do. And they're just out there, like, with their friends. They do. They, they're like, they, hey, yo, let's meet over by the grass green. We're going to eat some grass it's together. No, it is no different than what your cat would do when you're at work or you whatever. You know what my cat does when I'm at work? Ice's little lazy ass lays on the on the bed, lays on the couch and sleeps. He doesn't do sh- but a how damn wonderful. thing. But how wonderful that nothing. Isis can do that. What do you want Isis to do? Go to work? <laughs> what do you want? Do hair? 
What do you want? Do what do you want? Productive. Why? Let her exist. It's a boy. It's Mr. Isis. I've told you before. He's a boy. I get it mixed up. I know. Listen, I, yeah, animals, listen. But he ain't do nothing. His, his life is like he's just sitting there. I, I will say this. God gave us dominion over animals, right? Yes. That doesn't mean to we're supposed them. to abuse. No, it doesn't mean that, Bible girl. <laughs> it means that we're supposed to not abuse them, right. but look over them and watch yeah. over them. I'm just wondering, you look at Dominion over doesn't mean that you just what? rule and torture. But what is the chicken doing with its time? Well, it's probably looking at you and asking the same <laughs> damn thing. Damn, real. Where the hell is she that going? That is real. Where's she going? What's she doing? What's she doing? What's she eating? That, <laughs> standing in line, fighting for a chicken sandwich. They're probably looking at us saying the you're same right. damn thing. No, you're, you're, you are absolutely right because everybody it's true. has a purpose. Yeah. You know, yeah. every being has a purpose. Yeah. You know, true. even bees pollinating. Oh, no, flowers. but bees do something. Bees make honey. Listen. Bees make honey. They make something. They create something. I'm just wondering what chickens create other than eggs. Listen, what do elephants do? They're adorable. Uh, are they? They are. But and also, they have full family units. They mourn their dead. So do chickens. Chickens can hug. <laughs> <laughs> they can. They can hug you. Do you want me to pull up the video? She's cured. <laughs> what? I, clearly, you need to see the video oh of the chicken hugging. Show affection. Chicken, chicken. <laughs> 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 I can't. I 
stomachers. Oh, oh God. my gosh. Chickens hug. Jackie Reed, you're going to put me back in the hospital. <laughs> they show that affection. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's move on. Did you see the chicken hug the boy? <laughs> the boy grabbed the freaking chicken. The chicken stayed there. What's he going to do? A oh human, my God. a giant, from his perspective, <laughs> no, he wa- a big uh-uh, thing no. You're going to watch him. this. Look. I am not watching the no, chicken watch hugging it. the boy. Look, the chicken walks away. Look, look he's trying to get away look, now, from Watch him. the chicken come back. He didn't grab him. Oh Watch him God. come. Look, the chicken <laughs> came, came back. back. <laughs> he came back. And look at how long that hug is lasting. Look. Look. Oh, the chicken. Not, look how comfortable oh. he is hugging that little boy. Chickens can show affection. Don't eat chickens. <laughs> they just want to love you. <laughs> they don't want to go in your belly. <laughs> Give a chicken a hug instead of a bite. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You needed oh, that laugh. My life has changed forever. <laughs> hug a chicken. Don't hug bite a chicken. it. <laughs> yes, I'm going to stand out in front of Popeye's. Will oh you join me? Oh, God. Let's promote Wines by Moselle. I don't think we should talk about anything else. No, we do have to talk about T.I. Okay. <laughs> if you can. I don't know if I can make it. Okay. Wines by Moselle. Oh. Okay. So let's talk about wines. Let's okay. talk about wines. So oh. we are drinking. Oh, well, you are drinking. Oh, yeah, you can't drink, so you're drinking drink. your Trump tea. I love tea. you, Moselle, but, yeah, not, not um, for another month or two. So this is a California Pinot Noir mm-hmm. from 2014. Look at this packaging. The packaging is beautiful. Right? It's a Pinot Cry. It's gorgeous. Look at uh, that. It is it's delicious. Like, yes. I absolutely love it. You would love it, too. You would really uh, like this. Trust me. It's fabulous. full body. It's fruity. Yum. Um, And it's not dry. Oh. You know what I mean? It's yeah, delicious. I hate, it, yeah. I hate, I hate too dry. dry. Yeah. But listen, it was sent to us by Wines by Moselle. Mm-hmm. We, along with he, want you to make wines <laughs> your religion. You wine Church is an educational wine home delivery service created by Moselle Watson, also mm-hmm. known as the Wine God. Each month, the Wine God will send you four <laughs> bottles of wine, <laughs> along with personalized wine sermon, tasting notes, and food recommendations to help you understand wine and identify your palate. Join. join the congregation I got the hiccups join the congregation at winesbymoselle.com and use our promo code REID for 15% off of your three month subscription winesbymoselle.com and you can put it with your dinner in which you hug a chicken hug a chicken don't bite it that chicken is like don't bite me before we go let's do quickly T.I. what is going on with T.I. okay so with T.I. <clears throat> and I did this story this morning on Joiner. Yeah. T.I. on a po- another podcast, they asked him about sex education with his kids. He yep. talked to them about sex. He said that he goes to the gynecologist yes. with his 18-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. But I guess whenever, however she start, whenever she started going, he went because he wanted the doctor to show him the results that her hymen was still intact. Are you kidding me? And that she is a virgin. It's the craziest thing. It's the creepiest thing. That's creepy, first of all. It's the creepiest thing. Planned Parenthood jumped in and said, hey, first of all, um, just because your hymen does not reveal whether or not you're a virgin. Right. So let's start with that. 
um, it's like an B, old they were like, you're creepy as fuck. That's creepy because, first of all, <clears throat> the last time any father should see the daughter's hymen is when they're like an infant. Yeah. There's no reason for you to be no, looking, be looking your, down there. Unless yeah. she's got some little issue. Right, as unless a it's like a medical issue or right, something. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's crazy. But, it, it's, it's a, but when I tell you this thing went viral, people came after him on social media. The people that, the podcast that he went on, I can't remember of it, they took the episode down. Wow. They got so many comments well, about Tiny it. what's Tiny have to say about all this? No comments from Tiny yet that I know of. He has That's not followed stupid. up. How mu- How embarrassing must all this First be for all, the daughter? First of all, why would you even admit that, A? B, her privacy has just been destroyed. C, what the hell business is it of yours? The girl, what, 18? How old is 18. she? 18. Give me a break. Yeah. And how about there are a handful of people who are like, That's right. That's what I would do. I would do that, too. But they said that there was conversation with him. I don't know if it was in the same podcast or another situation where he suggested that it was okay for his 15-year-old son to be out there having sex. What is the T in, in T.I. stand for Taliban? Like, what in the hell? <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. I don't know. And I was so happy with T.I. because of this whole, you know, he renounced that um, rapper Iggy. What's her name? Oh, Iggy Azalea. Ugh. Jesus. He finally had sense enough to say out loud what a mistake that was. Well, first of all, he made the mistake in the first place. So his his, you know... But now he's judgment is he, uh, just cl- crazy. But now he's saying I made a mistake, and they're beefing on on Twitter or whatever about that because he publicly said that. <clears throat> but then he's on this great Netflix series called Rhythm and Flow. It's a reality show about up and coming rappers. Yeah, that's wonderful. So I was in a good place with Ti. Yeah, but this ruined this it. This is stupid. This ruined it. Listen, fathers, just have great relationships with your daughters. Talk to them. Be open yes. about talking about sexuality with them. Let them. Feel free to come to you with any questions. Don't make them afraid. But don't make them humiliate themselves by showing their hymen examination well, he, to you. Right. He looked at the notes. He wasn't in no, the exam room. But he I'm, wasn't well, like you can't looking be, at no her one snatch. Can be. But the reality is you're still saying, hand me the hymen results. That's mm-hmm. humiliating for your child. It's shaming and gross, and it's weird. It's very weird. It's, yeah. I don't even know and how And it's none of your business. She's really, 18. Really so, okay, listen, let her let her be in charge of her own Let hymen. her be. I mean. She'll be fine. Come on. Give us a break. You want your kids to be like whether they're. Having sex, thinking about having sex at a young age, you want them to talk to you. Yeah, and if to you're feel doing like that, they can, they're, they're not, not going to. to you. I agree. They're gonna have like their cool auntie or something, and she gonna Girl. know everything. You ain't gonna know nothing. All right. Well, All let's right. wrap this show up, yes. young lady. Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on <laughs> Read This, Read That. We're happy to be back. Come on, 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 Yes. Because I'm a chicken, but I have feelings. They do have feelings. I have feathers. Have you seen the video of them dumping little chicks into, like, landfills oh and just God. covering them up? No, I've not seen that. See, okay. And stop running around <laughs> trying to eat the chickens all wrapped up in, like, you know, Don't sauces go to Popeyes. and Popeye's spices. That was crazy. That's and it's nasty. not. And Joanne says it's not all that. And it ain't even that good. It's just a chicken sandwich. Did you eat the whole sandwich? God, no. I literally had a couple bites of it and... No. no. I cut it in half, and I was like, let me just take a couple bites of it and see what is it tastes it like. Is it spicy? What's so special about it? It isn't spicy. If you, back in the day when you used to eat chicken, think about the spicy chicken that they have at Popeye's, the spicier one. Yeah. It's just that on a sandwich. I made some chicken fried tofu last night. It was delicious. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
Joanne, I'm so excited because I got my away luggage. I know you're still waiting on yours. I am. It is on the way. But I was so excited because I was heading to Atlanta. Yes. The day before I was leaving, this package arrived in my office, yeah. and it was my away carry-on Fabulous. luggage. Let me tell you, I rushed home, and I was like, okay. Because usually, you know me, I'm taking three or four bags. Yes. I got to check two bags, yep. carry one on. Yep. I was like, no. I keep hearing about away. Yep. I hear it's enough room to pack what I need to go on a flight. And I was going home for four days. Yep. I got everything I needed into this bag. It was lightweight. Wow. It's durable. It has a little battery pack in it so you can charge your phone mm-hmm. or whatever electronic devices that you have. Nice. I was so excited about that. Um, it is one of the best things. When I got to my sister's place, she was like, oh, you have an away bag. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I have one, too. She has a bigger one. So they come in a variety of sizes that yes. are still carry-on. Yes, fabulous. My son has one. I got him one for his graduation present. He loves it. I borrow it frequently. Uh, it is a great bag because it really does fit everything. And it's amazing. The size of it doesn't really explain to you how much room is inside it. It's so crazy. And so many great compartments. I love compartments. And there's a limited lifetime warranty. Warranty, which means they'll fix or replace your bag if it ever gets damaged. And you know that can happen when you're traveling. 100%. And I love the fact that it has TSA-approved combination locks. Because, you know, uh, the husband loves to lock up his luggage. And I was like, don't do that because they'll just break your lock. Well, these are TSA-approved combination locks, which means you can lock up your luggage. So you don't have to worry. You can feel secure about it. But the TSA can still get in if they have to, which is really important so you don't get them broken. And what I love is that they have a removable laundry bag. Because I cannot tell you. I'm one who likes to travel with a lot of panties. Yes. And, you yes. know, and it's like if I'm working out, I'm yes. changing. You know, every day I'm yes. changing. So what do you do with the dirty ones? You They have a little compartment. It's then fabulous. you take it and just throw it in the wash. And you throw it in the wash because normally, uh, yeah, I do pop- probably maybe steal the plastic bag that's hanging I in do the closet. Too. And I put them in there. Yes. Because you can't just put them with your regular clothes. You, you want have to it put separate. Them separate. And I, do, I, I steal that little plastic bag every time. Separate. I but love not it. with a way. You don't have to. Yeah. No more stealing. Yeah. And so they have a range of unique personalization offerings, including hand painting. You can monogram it. You can do all kinds of things and have fun with it and make it your personal own. Your personal own, which is great because when you're what happens when it's coming around the carousel? Yes. How do you know? Let me tell you. I have not personalized mine yet. Yeah. I almost grabbed somebody else's bag because he had an away bag, too. Yeah. And he was like, hey, but yours is blue. I'm like, hey, I just got it <laughs> yesterday. Yes. They need I'm to still learning. Figure it out. So I need to personalize mine. 100%. And the, and the outside of it is this hard polycarbonate, um, and it's made of a, an, an anodized aluminum, which is strong. It just basically means it's really strong. It won't break, which is another huge thing traveling. You want to make sure your bag doesn't break. Well, so we love it. So we're we're out for, we have a special offer to our listeners, right? For a twenty dollar, you can get twenty dollars off a suitcase um, if you visit awaytravel.com. Read this slash no. Let me say this: awaytravel.com slash read this and use the promo code read this during checkout. And spell read right because R E I D unless you do R E I D and you'll get twenty dollars off. Pretty good because and they're actually quite affordable bag, but getting twenty dollars off is always good. We love a bargain. We I love, love the savings. That. I love that. So don't forget visit awaytravel.com slash read this. Use the promo code read this and get your twenty dollars off. And-
Joanne, let me tell you. Yes. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. I'm not a slipper girl. I love socks. I love socks. I love socks. When I get home, I take the shoes off, girl. and I want socks on Ma'am. my feet. It's just like a hug for it's your like feet. It's like a hug like a chicken would give you. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they give good hugs <laughs> with their feathers. <laughs> but I do love a sock. The one thing that I tend to dislike about socks is it's got that one little rim, usually the little ridge on it, yes. that can be not fun to yes, wear, depending yes, on especially yes. the nice thick socks. What ruins it is that horrible little ridge. But there is a sock that doesn't have that discomfort factor. They're called Bombas. Yes. And Bombas is like, they're like the sock gurus, right? They, they put together probably the most comfortable sock that's ever existed, like ever in life. And they're super soft. They're made of natural cotton. They're designed with arch support. They have this seamless little thing on the toe so it doesn't give you that little ridge thing that's so annoying. It's got a footbed that's nice and cushiony and it's like supported, but it's not too thick. It's like super extremely comfortable. It's the best sock ever. And there's a variety. They have tons of different colors, patterns, lengths, and styles. Um, they also make a perfect gift. Hello, the holiday season is They're right coming. around the corner. Socks is a great you gift. You may be like, what am I going to Everybody loves socks. I'll tell you. So our middle child, um, Jamar, middle is the child. easiest person to buy for. Because every time I travel, I always like to bring something back for everyone. I always want to bring everybody back something from everywhere I go. For him, I always bring it back socks. It's his favorite yeah. thing. Different socks from different places, different fun, multicolored socks. Yeah. All kinds of cool socks. Socks are a great gift. And these are so comfortable and cozy. When I go home, I'm usually in the kitchen cooking. Yeah. Right? I'm making my little vegan sexy cool yes. meal. Yeah. Um, so I'm in the kitchen cooking with my little socks on. Shoes are off. Socks are on. Because I hate on. walking on a floor. Yes. Around the house. Correct. When I'm doing stuff. And yes. I don't want a shoe. No. Because that's clunky. And then you feel like you're outside. Right. So you want to feel like you're inside comfy and a sock is the perfect thing. It is like a hug for your feet. And by the way, what I do also love about Bombas is that they've donated lots and lots and lots of pairs. 20 million pairs and counting because, believe it or not, the number one most requested clothing item in a homeless shelter, in homeless shelters, is socks. It makes Because a if difference. you think about it, it's the thing that's, it's a small thing that can make you just feel better and feel warmer. And particularly when you're in sort of this sort of group setting where you're yes. all together, you can be cold and chilly. Yes. When your feet are warm, you are warm. Yes. So they donated 20 million pairs and counting all the way to home, and counting so far to homeless shelters around the country, which is actually really wonderful. Yeah, because when your feet are wet, a lot of people don't think about this. Yeah. You know, that's when infection can set in. Absolutely. Socks can definitely help keep your feet dry yes. and warm yep. and comfortable. 100%. So it does make a difference. So listen, you can save 20% on your first purchase when you shop at bombas.com slash read this. That's bombas.com slash read this to save 20%. Um, bombas. Dot com slash read this. And it's B-O-M-B-A-S. Bombas. 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 Bombaista. Okay, you guys, we have uh, one of my favorite characters on television, and she's even more wonderful in person. I'm mad at her character after the last season of Orange is New Black, mad. but whatever. Um, you know her as Big Cindy on Orange is the New Black. Cindy. Oh, I'm sorry, Black Cindy. I'm sorry, babe. She looked at me like, oh, no, Black. I'm sorry, Change Black it. Cindy. She is big, but. <laughs> you know her as Black Cindy on Orange is the New Black. Adrian Seymour is here with us. Girl. 
Welcome back. How are you? And don't take it out on the real Adrian about the character. Don't do because you said you were mad at her character. I'm not. I'm mad at her character. I love her because she's been on the show before and she's mad cool. Well, we were trying to figure out when you were on, and we were just talking about the fact that we can't figure it out because we don't think of things as seasons anymore because seasons Mm -hmm. don't exist because of Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, binge watching started really with Orange Is the New Black. I mean, yes, I think the term definitely no, the started term. with Orange is the New Black, but I was I was thinking about that. I said, you know, uh, when Netflix first started their subscription service, you could get the DVDs in the mail. Yes, right. that's crazy. That's and right. that's how I used to Every, binge all of us. shows. Like I, I binged yep. Sex in the City that way. Yep. I binged um, The Wire that way. So there was this, that's right. this idea of binging, yeah. you know, before it became a term. That's I think a great maybe point. that's how... Um, you know, Netflix probably knew that they were on to something because yeah. people, if, if I was doing it, I'm sure other yeah. subscribers were, yeah. you know, binging seasons as a whole. Well, it's it's changed. the So the, the fundamental nature of series television used to be the cliffhanger, that mm. you had to wait an entire week. You're like, oh, my season. God, how does this thing get resolved? Yes. And you had to wait a week. Now it's like. I just zoom another one. It says but three, still, two, one, another one. So, so it's almost like you're watching a, a, a continuous a movie. movie. That's right. That just it's never a movie. Stops. Yeah. That just never stops. Now the question is, do you still allow yourself to have those cliffhanger moments where you right. wait? But you oh, you know, do it for three you, seconds. Like Game of Thrones. Like, did you did you yeah. wait for Game of Thrones or were you just you had actually to. with Game of Thrones? You I had to still had go to back wait. and rewatch. Right. And if you went and rewatch it, like I did, binge it again to, for the finale. Right, because it was like two years. It was we had two to wait. years. I can't believe they made us wait that long. They I'm so, every time I hear Game of Thrones, I know I just the get ending was whack. Off. It the was just was terrible. The last three episodes sucked. It was whack. Sucked eggs. I said you had a because I think the writer didn't write that. It was like the the showrunners. I don't know. I don't know craft all the services. I don't know. <laughs> you say craft services. Not craft services. Don't give I don't me, know craft all services the feed of people. They didn't do that. Listen, I'm just saying. It, it was just. It was don't horrible. get me started. Yeah, That's just on. a whole That's other thing. We're not going to talk happier about things. that today. Let's focus on, on women of color. Yes. <laughs> let's do that. Well, let's, before we get into other things that you're working on, let's do talk about the final season of uh-huh. Orange is the New Black. How does it feel that it's over, over, and what was it like for your last day on the set? Or did you all have some kind of moment where you all came together to... Yes, so I was gonna say because the my last day on set was totally different from <sighs> the last day of filming where we did do something very special. Uh, my last day, I was out in the cold, so that wasn't too uh, <laughs> pleasant. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, on our last day of filming, um, which Danielle, uh, well, uh, I think she was the last scene to uh, be filmed. Mm. Um, Everyone came to set, and it, I mean, we invited people back from season one. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you had any part of the show, and we had this beautiful, big, you know, crew, cast and crew photo, and then Danielle, whose song is featured on four seasons, um, she sang that to us, and everyone was boohooing, and of course, Aww. they had cakes and um, champagne and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So it was a, it was a beautiful. Send off, and then we had our rap party that night. Oh, I know oh. that was lit. I mean, I have ne- look. I don't like to wait in lines, mm-hmm. and it was a line getting into the party. Really, what? it was a line. The was it in New York? Lane? Yes, it was at. Um, why am I forgetting the name? It's right across from um, Manhattan Bridge. That hotel. Um, 
ivy. No, not the ivy. It's like literally right, right as you're about to go across. Is there an ivy in New York? Uh, distractions. It's, it's, it's right there in Chinatown. I, it's escaping my mind right now, but nevertheless. Yeah. Um, but it was nice. And it was a line to get in. Wow. And I mean, it was like everybody in New York and they mama. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> but you know, you know what was great about Orange is the New Black? That not only did it um, kind of put uh, binge watching on the map for a lot of people, but I just remember that first year um, when I was covering the Emmys and the Golden Globes and the ladies from Orange is the New Black hit the red carpet. Oh, we and it like was we just no like sense. the multicultural, <laughs> yes, like all shapes blackness. and sizes. Yeah. And, like, and it was like, it just shook it up. It was yeah. like something different yes. um, on a red carpet. And it was a beautiful it thing. It was like the Clampins moving to Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> but cuter. Way but much cuter. cuter. Way cuter. Well, the other thing that I did love about the show, and I mean, there was there were a lot of criticisms about the writing staff not reflecting what we saw on the screen in terms of diversity. Mm. And that was my one little problem mm -hmm. a little. But that's not a problem so much with Orange is the New Black as with Hollywood not having... Which is getting better, by the yeah. way. There are more black women writing behind the scenes. But I love the, the look of it. I think to Jackie's point, the fact that you had a story that was complex, where the black characters were complex, where mm -hmm. the black women, where the Latino women were really given more than just sort of a surface appearance. Yeah. There are too many shows where we're the secretary or the friend or we're off to the yes. side. This was central and we done girl that brings the hey girl but there's no depth but this show yes. got into these oh characters and as you God. started to get the backstories, mm -hmm. it was deep you were seeing the lives of women and like mostly women of color. stories of women of yes. color which yeah. is what I loved about 100%. this show and it definitely you know as a person on the show I, I, there were times where I felt you know Oh, when we gonna get you know a black writer on the show? Yeah, and some of us, you know, kept asking that question. Um, but I, I think, and I don't want to, I can't speak for anyone, but I think you know, there's a testament to, you know, there's this idea of, yes, you want people in the writing room that reflect you. Um, I think it's also another element to say, okay, well, how 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 am I perceived even? you know, by other communities and other people. And, you know, we did, finally in our last season, we had um, an amazing um, African-American writer, Brian Chamberlain, who definitely uh, threw it down. I mean, some of the, some of the, and I'm just thinking about with my character, oh some my of the, um, some of my, my favorite one-liners um, he was responsible for. So it's, 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 I don't know. It's, I think it's, I definitely think we we need more people of color, um, yeah. whether that's in the writing room, whether that's running shows, yep. whether yeah. that's, I mean, Yvette Nicole Brown put out on Twitter yesterday, I need to get a woman of color in the dressing room. Girl, don't even hair, get in us the hair. Started. Don't get us in hair. Don't get us, you know what I'm saying? Not in touch building, child. Don't <laughs> get us started. But, 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 it, but, it's, but it, is a, it is an issue, you know, and in because, TV they're news not, too, girl. because they're not that many women nope. of color. Nope. That are able to join the the, the union, union and pay that. That's right. You know, so right. then they don't. You and you have but beautiful natural hair. Yes, and I'm rocking my natural. It's beautiful, Gorgeous. girl. I'm rocking my natural. I know, and here's the thing that that bothers me in the hair and makeup room is. The black women know how to do everybody. everybody. The women of color right. who are working know how to do everybody. everybody. Yet the the white women don't know how to do a yes. variety of yes. faces. But we're required to know how, how to, to do, do everything. everything. And it hurts my heart when I go into a uh, hair chair and they just kind of 
they look, what they do you like me like to do him. with you? And then they start doing like the little pity pat. Like, they pat it. So what do you, they pat it. Yeah. What, they pat it. What are we going to do? Yeah. What, what do you, what do you, you want to do? Right. What would you like me to do? What would you like me to do? And you're like, my hair. Yeah. Right. And it's like. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the beautiful blonde next to us just comes in with her hair. Wet. You know, wet. And they bring the big brush. Yes. And the blow dryer. And dry with the brush. And she got body. She got body for that. And we over here like. You know what? Just give me some gel. Oh, my God. You end up doing it yourself. <laughs> doing it yourself. And it's like, what has to happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? You what would think after Viola is... Davis comes to TV yeah. with Scandal, with yeah. the, you know, with with but all the... these things that are with Ava DuVernay yeah. and Queen Sugar, you would think that there would be a change in yes. at least in the hair and makeup it's... room, let alone the writer's room. But you know yeah. what has to happen, and you, I'm sure, experienced this on Orange is the New Black, is <sighs> that it has to come from the cast. Like, we yeah. have both had to insist on you know, both women of color, but also just women who knew how to do black women. Yeah. And if you come, so next time I invite you to come on my weekend show, yes. my hair and makeup room, baby, you can sit in any chair. Well, that's yeah. black thing. women, and it's it's it, you know we have Latina women, we have black women, awesome. even our even our white women can do everybody. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And to your point, you know, maybe it's not just. Um, I think it's definitely important to have more women of color represented. Um, in all different facets of production, but also whoever is in production needs to be well equipped. That's right. To handle yeah. everybody. It, sh- it everybody, shouldn't be you know? on us to have to come into the room to and do a fight. Preset, or 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 to like wake up two and three hours before I gotta yes. go to work. To, to set my hair. It. Right. So then they can do something with Come it by on. the time right. I get there. Come on. <laughs> right. No. That's well, right. wait a minute. Okay. So we I, had to get that out. I gotta talk about uh just this final Mm-hmm. Season. Don't give it away for people who ain't finished it. Listen, yet. if you have not watched it by an eyesight, then too bad. Because I can't with people. I'm going to listen. La, 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 no. la. Because they're, listen. I already know some of these spoilers. When did it end in August? When was it? Our, our, we, when, when, you, see, here's again. Did we, when we finished right. filming or when, when did it, it premiered? When, when it premiered. It aired this summer. It just right, aired this, this summer. summer. Right. So listen. I had a crazy summer. I rolled out a book. It doesn't. Mm, no, you I've had time. Busy. You had time. I've been busy. You had time. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to catch up, though, because I'm but almost me, caught up. I'm almost me, caught up, so don't ruin it. For those, because there are so many, because I know when you first, you joined in season two. When season did you join? No, you've been season, season one. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, wait, were you? No, when did you become part, a series regular? Yeah, I've been a part since season one. Right. I became a series regular in season three. Oh. Yes. Okay, see, yeah. and that's what I mean. There was yeah. that difference. You were there, but you we really started to get to character. know you right. yeah. in right. season three. Yeah. And so your character, it was just integral to the just this final season yeah. yeah there was so much turmoil with her and what mm-hmm. she was dealing with and going through and i thought it was even though i was upset with how it ended and the choices that she made i loved how it played out i really did with her daughter with her mother how did you feel about how things um, ended with black cindy so one of the things that uh the writers did this this last season that they've never done, at least for me, is tell us what our storylines are going to be. Mm. That's something that they want to be revealed as the season unfolds because they don't want us to have any preconceived notions or ideas okay. or anything like that. So with the announcement of the final season, we knew before they announced it, so uh, we got a call and the Genji uh, um, told us what our storyline was going to be for the season and she said, you know, Cindy is going to get out of jail. She's going to go home. She's going to have an issue with her daughter. 
She's going to get fired from her job. She's going to end up homeless. And that's kind of where we're going to end her. Hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. I mean, after she rapped on her friends, right, right. y'all just going to throw it to the wolves? Like that? <laughs> I said, okay. I said, that's interesting, you know, because... Um, and I had I had just come off this wonderful time, like, spending with, like, my mom and my sister in Italy. And I have this... I call them my old lady gang who were coming to the show this weekend, uh, see me for Color Girls, who are like 70-something-year-old Jewish women. And they have just come to a place in their life where they don't apologize for anything, even when they make a mistake. Yeah. I mean, they'll say they're sorry, but they don't dwell in it. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And so I was coming off of that wisdom, and I was talking to the, you know, to the producers about the show, and I said, that's interesting because it's kind of like we're saying when you make a mistake, you're just going to continue to get punished for it. Right. And I feel like for Cindy, I wanted her to always still be striving to do better and to be better. And, you know, I said, if we if we kind of end her story the way we started her, which was, you know, in jail, already just blaming her for whatever she did to bring her in jail right, in the first place, right. then how are we showing that, you know, there is the chance to really move forward, yeah. you know? And so they came to me um, shortly after we started filming and Gingy said, you know, we thought about what you said, and we wanted to change her storyline a little bit. Really? So I won't give that. I hope that yes. doesn't give anything else away Not for you. Not too much. That's fine. But, but there were some changes in her story, because I think at the end of the day, I was still rooting for... For Cindy, I was still, you know, I want, I wanted people to not just see her as Black Cindy, right? But, but Cynthia, mm, you yeah. know, yeah, Cynthia Hayes. But I think that happened. So yeah, I think I think it absolutely did, and I and you know she, ha- she excuse me, she had a moment to, you know, reconcile with her family. Yeah, and I think that, to me, that's what. I I could have hoped for her was a chance to say that I can move forward, I can make a mistake, I can acknowledge the, mis- the mistake, I can apologize to those that will listen, but then more importantly, I can learn how to move forward and learn to not do this again. Yeah. So I was really happy that they um, chose to make that a part of her storyline. Did this show change your life as an actress in any kind of way? Oh, in so many ways, absolutely. I mean, as an artist, um, I had never had the opportunity to work on a character so deeply that, I mean, you know, I I work in theater. I'm, you know, doing For Colored Girls right now at the public theater. And so, you know... We're going to talk about that in a minute. That show, that show, (laughs) that show... um, you know the same lines every night, yeah. But it's still how do you create a different experience, right? Um, every night, and similarly with Orange Is New Black and Cindy, yes, I had this character in my body for seven years, but she had an evolving storyline, and yeah. so how to keep that fresh and how to keep you know how she's changing and growing and evolving and moving forward, you know, I had never had a chance to do that with a character on television before, yeah. So. It, it taught me how to, yes, keep things fresh, how to deepen things, how to, how to find unique levels, how to also remain free mm. in a moment. And not, you know, because I think sometimes you see the same people, the same set, you can just kind of fall into a pattern. Yeah. But say, like, no, how can I keep her different? How can I keep her fresh? How can I, how can I keep discovering 
who she is and who she wants to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so as an artist, that definitely changed me. Um, and then working with the incredible, talented cast that we got to work with. I mean, Lorraine Toussaint and mm. Kate Mulgrew and so many veterans of the business yeah. who, you know, I kind of was like, okay, let me see what you're doing over there. <laughs> it was I a dream cast. It was a dream sure. cast and it a was. dream, you know, uh, people who are fresh, like me, first time on a, on a on a major television show to people who had had several careers and yeah. then some, you know, in that kind of setting. And so it was definitely great to learn from them. Um, and uh, and then obviously my personal life, you know, has changed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will say as an art, also I will say as an artist, it taught me that when you have a show like Orange that delves so deeply into the fabric of our what's happening in our community and our world. There's a responsibility that I have as an artist about the things I say and the images that I put out there. And there are times now, even now, when I, um, you know, am looking at new projects, I have to look at, okay, are you trying to make me an idea of what you want people to think about black women? Mm. Or is this a role where I get to really show who black women are. Yeah. I love 100%. that. And do you, you feel know? like when you accept roles now, when you're looking at <clears throat> roles that are out there, that you have that uh, choice? That you can say, you know what, I'm not going to take this because I don't agree with this. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. That's and that's good. hard. And that's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do that. You know, it's it's easy to, you know, run myself ragged, going on auditions and meeting with producers and meeting with, you know, casting people and for, for roles. But it's, it's difficult to say, you know... This is a this is a great opportunity, but it's it's not it's not challenging me as an artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you have a lot more choices, obviously. And I, which brings me, I do want to talk about you being in For Color Girls, mm-hmm. the classic uh, mm-hmm. film that is such an uh, expansion of kind of the understanding of Black women that you know that Ntozorka Shanga put together. What is it like being in that? Tell us about your role, which which. Uh, color girl like you i am lady in yellow and it is so a lot of people don't know i started out in theater a lot of people that you know of course the world discovered me in orange but long before orange i was (laughs) i was in regional theater i was off broadway here in new york i was on any stage that i could you know get on Mm. and so theater for me is my gym it's my place where i return to why i love art and what it can express and with the revival of Intazaki Shange's for colored girls who've considered suicide when the rainbow is enough was, again, in line with that idea of I want to choose opportunities that allow me to fully and, and deeply delve into the material, um, my experience as a woman, my experience as a woman of color, my experience as an artist. And um, I, I want to say, you know, a lot of people call this the revival of Ntozake's piece uh, since it was premiered in 76 at the Public Theater before going on to Broadway. But one of the things that she said before she passed that I, I hold on to every night when I go out there is she said, I want this to be I don't want this to be a revival of for colored girls. I want this to be a reimagination, a reimagining, excuse me, yeah. um, of it because um you know, she was really interested in what this piece would be about post Me Too movement mm-hmm. and Times Up. And, you wow. know, when it was first brought to the world in the 70s, it was at a time where women, uh, let alone women of color, really couldn't 
talk about trauma. Really couldn't, you know, they had to they had to be the backbone. They had to be right. strong. They had yeah. to hold up the family. And mm-hmm. you better not say nothing against your man or right. your family yep. or your husband or mm-hmm. your father or your best friend or yep. whatever. And so um, she received a lot of um, negative backlash um, as a result of that. Um, but then now that we are in 2019 and women are being more vocal about their experiences, um, and not just, you know, in, in terms of, like, against men, but just these are my experiences as a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you're at, I mean, first of all, the public theater is magical. That is the, yeah, it, it that is. Everything that it the is. public touches goes huge, hashtag Hamilton, right? It's just, it is a, it's a magical theater. I mean... It is. Well, you know what I what I love about it is that, and this is actually my second production with them. I did Taming of the Shrew mm. uh, with them at, at Shakespeare in the Park a few years before that. They are, at its core, interested in storytelling and telling provocative, deep um, stories about the human experience, however absurd or kitchen sink drama yeah you know it is and so with Intizaki's choreo poem which you know I, I until she mentioned it I don't think I'd ever heard of even a term as a choreo poem yeah you know you have mm-hmm. poetry and mm-hmm. you know you have um um uh you know slams or or ciphers or you have uh, poetry slams where people come in and they, you know, speak their poetry. There's music going in the background, yeah. people snapping, and yeah. da 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 da. Yeah. But Intizaki was very into movement, mm-hmm. and and how movement is a part of our experience as women of color. Yeah. And so she wanted Camille A. Brown to choreograph this, mm-hmm. and I was so so honored to work with Camille um, in in this in creating um, this. Reimagining yeah. of for for colored girls for folks who are listening around the country. How how long will you be in this production? How long right now? It's going until December eighth. Okay, that's my birthday. I'm gonna come and see. Ah, ah yeah, that'll, that'll be closing night. That'll be closing night. Would yeah. you recommend coming before? Okay, now you got to tell me because I'll come before or I'll have to come on my. I birthday. mean, you can come. I mean, right now tickets are definitely. We've had to extend it three times because tickets wow. keep selling out. Yeah, but, that's a good um, thing. Could you extend it? Do you think it can happen again, or this is it? I think they they have. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I know <laughs> things, but I can't tell. I know things. <laughs> <laughs> Did the PBS NewsHour do something on you? Yes, what they did. That? It was the brief. It was the brief but spectacular um, segment in their PBS NewsHour on the characters of my life, the different roles that I played. And so we talked about Orange. We talked yeah. about Taming of the Shrew. We talked about For Colored Girls. We talked about the first time I ever stood on the stage. Can you and, tell us that story? Because you know, my son is an actor. A lot of people yeah. who are actors who are aspiring. They would love to hear. How did you get started? I, well, now uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a there's a there's the there's a story of when it became my passion, and right. there's a story of when I decided to pursue it as a profession. But yeah. I was a little kid. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> and my parents, you know, always put us in theater or after, you know, you know the after school programs, whether yeah. it was music, whether yeah. it was dance, whether it was something, something, mm-hmm. so they can keep us busy. Yes. while they still work. That's right. And theater was one of those for me, and so. Um, I was a part of this community theater, which name I can't think of right now, but they would put on the annual production of the best Christmas pageant ever. Oh, okay. I love the 
That's like every community theater does the best Christmas yes. pageant ever, right? Yes. And I was one of the little chorus angels. I didn't have any lines <laughs> outside of what we did as a chorus, but right. I got to wear. I was an angel, so I got to wear a white robe, and I got a little like wing and a yes. little halo. And I just remember, you know, being so excited about the rehearsal process. But then when we would perform it, I got to look out at the audience every night because I didn't really have to focus on like lines Same and thing, moments. Yeah. And you know, I was just like, so I was just like, wow, look at all these people, and they're like excited and happy, and they're staring at us, and they're smiling and they're laughing. And it was in that moment that I was just captured. Mm-hmm. And I said, I love this feeling of knowing that what I'm doing is bringing these emotions out of people. And so I, I think, you know, and out of you know the mouth of babes, I think even at young ages, we, we know what we really want to do. Mm-hmm. And we spend a lifetime trying to get back to that truth yep. and honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that moment for me, I knew that I loved making people happy. I knew that I loved, uh, even if for a moment, taking people out of their reality and bringing them into a world that elicited those emotions from yeah. their face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, wow. That's that's yeah. The best Christmas pageant, pageant ever. ever. Thank you. We I love it. I'm going to have to revisit that for I this know. holiday season. I that haven't be read a... it in such a long time. I'm going to have to see that. <laughs> it's a great it's a great It's such a great story. And you know, it's great for the communities because it has uh, you can literally put like 30 people you in the production. 30, right? Like everybody, everybody and their mama can have a bar. <laughs> Which is why I Nobody's was in the Everybody get on stage. <laughs> well, Adrian, it is always wonderful when you stop by Read This, Read That. Thank we you. hope you'll come back soon. I love this fabulous uh, head wrap that's going yes. on with the... You know, one of the girls in our cast name is Oakley. She is just Oh, she is just oh, so beautiful to me. Shout out to Oakley. <laughs> um, she's lady in green, and she's tall like me, and she brings in all these beautiful like pieces, and I'm always inspired by them. And I had this one little bit in my closet, and I said, you know, because every time I see her, she's as beautiful as... Um, what is that beautiful model back in the day, the tall African black... Oh, Iman? Uh, no. Way before Iman. Yeah. Um, before um, Iman? Uh, she was in Boomerang. Not Boomerang. Oh, Grace you're talking Jones? about Grace, Grace Jones. Jones. How can oh I forget her name? God, How can I, I forget her name? Grace yeah, Jones. Yeah. But beautiful. she kind of gives me that beautiful Grace Jones. Yes. And she wears these long, like, clothes and head wraps. Yes. And she's like, hello, how are you? And so I was like, oh, my God, I'm so obsessed with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm obsessed yes. with my lady in green, Oakley. Yes. So um, I wore this in her honor. And the beautiful thing about this, I'll stand up. Okay. I love Is that it could be a shirt. Or a dress. Or you can, like... Turn it all the way what? down. Shut up. Wait. Get out of here. What just happened? I love what this. What just happened? <gasps> that is fierce. Oh, And then, like, my all things, God. when it has a pocket, pocket. I need the pockets. I pockets. I'm going to pass out. What? I need it. That's beautiful. Okay, you have wait. that made or did you buy that somewhere? No, so there's this little boutique. That and I, is I will, so it's cute. It's called Carla's Boutique. And she's in Atlanta, Georgia. And she finds her stuff all over the world. And so this is one of the little things. And what I love about her is that, and her shop is, everything is unique, one of a kind. You're yes. not going to find. You're not going to look alike and like no. alike. No. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That's gorgeous. Wait, can so. you stand up again? Yes. I got to get I need a picture, video. too. Do you want I'm the sorry. long version? The yes, long version. Yes. We want oh, the length. We want the length. Oh, my God. Look at this. 
That is gorgeous. Okay, do one over here, please, my love. I have over to here, get over here. <laughs> paparazzi, paparazzi, paparazzi. That is gorgeous. Fabulous. And Fabulous. The head wrap you can like. The head wrap is you fierce. Can wrap it any 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 uh, around you. It's so, so gorgeous. Strange. 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 You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you Shout shouldn't to have Jones. to toot your own horror. <laughs> <laughs> like college. Adrian, thank you. So much. Thank, Thank you, you for so coming. much. For I having love your me. energy. Yes, <laughs> we do. You can come back anytime. You family now. Girl, just, come, just roll on through. Girl, just, just show up. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Y'all keep having these drinks. Yes. Hey, <laughs> we're going to leave you with a little tipsy feeling. A little tipsy. You can catch my cousin Joanne on MSNBC. She's back. Yes, I'm not locked in the basement. Doesn't have Ebola. I don't have Ebola. She is back this weekend at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on AM Joy. Yes, indeed. And you can catch Miss Jackie Reed on like 400 different shows. The Tom Joyner Morning Show. That's going to be over after December. It is December 13th. I think it's Tom's last day. I don't know what the Democrats in 2020 are going to do without Tom because they're so dependent on that show as they really where they are. talk to black well, people. Well, they're replacing it with Ricky Smiley. No, Ricky Smiley not that political. He's not. He's not like not Tom. Tom he is, is very not. political. Tom is very political. So it's gonna be interesting. But to... it'll be a new Ricky Smiley show, so it'll be interesting to see what it is. I'm gonna listen to the Black Eagle. All right. Ooh, the Black right Eagle now. talk politics. All right, Joe so I'm Madison. Just saying, what, 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 Joe what, what, Madison. What, 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 what you talking about? That's right. I'm gonna listen to Joe <laughs> Madison, so I'm gonna get my Black Morning News. Yes. Tom Joyner Morning Show are right through December 13th, Tuesdays and Fridays yes. at 8:15 a.m. New York Live in the New York area, Monday through Friday at 8 at 11:30 a.m. And the Hub today. In Boston at 12.30 p.m. You'll know that Jackie's there because she's the star of that show. Uh, There's also another lady on it as well. I don't remember her name. Uh, her also name is Sarah Jackie. Gore. I never remember. Uh, I, I just know you. Uh, catch Jackie Reed on Serious Progress. Uh, the chick, I feel like the chicken is now coming after me. I feel threatened. You can also catch Jackie on Serious Progress on Saturdays at 2 p.m. and on Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for Inside Her. Story. And be sure to follow me on all social media at Vegan Sexy Cool. Boom, Go boom, to boom. the website, yes. VeganSexyCool.com. .com, and that's where you can get, get like, your vegan life. Vegan, uh, so Jackie showed up in a vegan... What was your latest thing? You said no. You said you bought vegan shoes. Yeah, my vegan boots. Vegan boots. Yep, these are vegan boots. Those are your vegan boots because they yep. look leather. My bad. No, but they're not. They're faux leather. They're, I have they're, so they're many great vegan like. And can we find like links to like buy cute stuff? You can. And all that stuff on, on veganfactory.com. Not only how to eat vegan, yes, but how to just be live your life in a more sustainable kind of environmentally yes. friendly way. Can you be vegan and still have fish? No. Okay. Thank cannot. you for joining us. I'll read this. Think recap. about Dora. <laughs> Do we, can we the hug fish. A fish too? Or was it Emo? Nemo? You, you can't hug a fish. You can't hug swim a, away. There is video of this fish <laughs> that this scuba diver would come and meet every day. That fish would come and meet that scuba diver. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay. They have brains. They can they think. Brains. Okay. You come on. Would you eat a whale? No. How is that different? <laughs> Goodbye, Jackie. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,